James O'Brien on LBC. Blimey, that's quite a talk-up, isn't it? You know how it works by now. If you don't, I'll give you a quick heads-up. If you do, why not bagsy your place on the board? Um, I, I Just referring back, if you're listening to the podcast, um, you should have tuned into the show live, actually. Last hour was fascinating. I was still reading some of the emails about what you can do to cover up your class or to, or to hide your class. And I, I love the notion of replacing... Anything that has an owl sound with an I sound. So heis instead of house. Brian wins a soup. Apparently the two Ronnies did a whole sketch on it. But that's the kind of magic you're missing if you're only tuning in for Mystery Hour. Let me just briefly tell you what Mystery Hour is. Um, you know those newspaper features where something's puzzling you. You, you want to know why we do something or what the origin of something is or where something comes from. How something works. Why something works. When something works. And you just don't know. You know there must be an answer. But... You don't know what it is. 03456060973 is the number you need if you've got one of those questions. Uh, only two rules. Don't be dull. That's your lookout, obviously. We don't like telling people that they're not going to come on because they're boring. Uh, but we have to if you insist on ringing in with boring questions. And no repetition. That's our lookout. And at the moment, it's, it's really mine. Caroline's only been on Mystery Hour for seven months. It's been running for more than seven years. So the likelihood of us spotting a question as repetitious is diminishing. <laughs> it's diminishing weekly. You can go to lbc.co.uk and have a look at the archive. Um, and and it's, it's funny. It's great fun, the archive, actually. Even if you're not there for a particular purpose, you can while away an hour or two looking at some of the questions and answers that we've dealt with in the past. But no, no repetition and no dullness, ideally. Uh, and that's it, actually. Uh, everything else is, is up for grabs. We've got a question, then ring in with it. If you've got an answer to a question that somebody else asks... Then 03456060973 is the number that you need. Um, I think that's it. So we'll crack on, shall we? And, and you can work it out. And, and if you hear me say the number, it means I've got phone lines free. And it doesn't happen very often, okay? That's true throughout the week, actually, not just on Mystery Hour. I'll say the phone number when I've got phone lines free. If you don't say the phone number, you end up speaking to the same very small number of people every single day. So um, that's why I say it when there are phone lines free. Ron is in Bethnal Green. Ron, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on, Ron. And I, I understand it's lunchtime, so I'm going to not be too graphic with this question. But I just want to know... What is it that makes sweet corn so amazing that it survives the digestive system? It's the husk. But why is what? It's the what, skin on the outside. It's like if you don't, if you don't, it is a little bit indelicate. This question, but we'll, we will we will we will crack <laughs> on if you pardon the pun. The um the, the the husk. It's the thickness of the. There's nothing else you eat like that. It'd be like swallowing an apple whole. Right, well, which isn't obviously possible. No, but if but it was, the skin, no, 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 no. Why did you put this through? This is disgusting. Why, why, why is Ron on talking about his doings? It's amazing. Well, it is amazing, but it only happens if you don't chew it. If you swallow it whole, the 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 stomach acid can't break down the cellulose, the thickness of the cellulose in the husk on the if husk is the right word, but the covering of the corn of the niblet. Oh, that's a great word. Say it again, niblet. The covering of the niblet is so thick that the stomach acid can't break it down so you, you, why have no, you chewed doesn't the stomach acid form the actual lining of the stomach away as well so it's that acidic that it's, it's that perfect what is that what is, we need professor howard no way that. mate no it's not answered the I'm question what did you this is occam's razor what you're just saying because it's whole it's impenetrable that's what you're saying yeah no because of the yeah. thickness the thickness of the epidermis on the niblet Mm, I don't know. No, it's, it's only a thin, uh, chewy. Well, you, yeah, but it, well, there's no uh, other possible explanation for this, man. 
Yeah, but why? What is because the, the, it's not because it's hard. It's because, because the skin. Of. It's because the skin is so thick it can't be broken down, and you see it only on the whole ones because they've still so got the yellow filling. I have sweet corn skin, and someone poured acid over me. Would that burn me? Oh, no, now you're just being silly. I'm not. You are. It is, isn't it? It's just just, just say niblet. Say niblet. Say niblet. <laughs> say it. Why? I want you to niblet. say niblet. 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 <laughs> niblet. Niblet. Ron wants to know about niblet. <laughs> I'm not happy with your answer. I don't then. care. I'm in charge. Give me a round of applause. Give her a... <laughs> got a round of applause. So I want to call in <laughs> a bit more specific. That's what I want, a bit more... Sp- uh, All right, you know, more specific. I just want to hear people say niblets until one o'clock today. Just ring in and say, no, don't do that. What was it? What was it? The... Uh, Used to be, what was the word? Used to just ring in and say, I can't remember. Michael's in Victoria. Michael, question or answer? I've got a question, please, Jane. Bring it on, Michael. This one's a bit more middle class. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good after after old niblets. (laughs) We need to raise the tone a bit. (laughs) My question is, why are all garden centres called nurseries? I've been visiting a few in the last sort of month or so. And they're all called nurseries, and I don't understand why. I've, I've been thinking it might have something to do with maybe that they have places for children to stay, but none of them do. Oh, well, I, 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 I presume it was because they grow things from from scratch. So, so they nurse nurse the plant for a while and then give it to you. Uh, that's plausible. I can't that's go definitive plausible. on that because I just nicked a round of applause with niblets, and, and <laughs> I, 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 I don't, don't want to squeeze two in before it's even ten past twelve. But I'd be very surprised if the answer isn't to do with, with nurture, you nur- n- nursery nurture. You nurture the plant for a while from birth, as it were, or from, you know, uh, planting, sowing, and then sell it to a punter like you. Sure, I guess. Well, if that would be the case, I shall give you a round of applause myself. You're very kind. Why have you been spending so much time in... Oh, sounds a bit inappropriate, doesn't it, if you say, why have you been spending so much time in nurseries? Why have you been spending so much time in garden centres? Uh, well, my wife loves doing the garden up and being that it's summertime. It's and that time of year. In front of the house looking good. Good yeah, stuff. Well, good luck. Nine minutes after 12 is the time. 03456060973 is the number that you need. Uh, thank you, Aidan. Kudos for your use of the term Occam's razor during a discussion about sweet corn niblets. Niblets. Uh, Marky's in Cheshire. That's a bit broad. Whereabouts in Cheshire, Marky? Hi, uh, I, I, James. First time caller to the show. You're very uh, welcome. Niblets, before saying it. Niblets. Uh, thank thank you. Whereabouts? Pubgates. Don't know it. Oh, crikey. Uh, between Manchester and Liverpool. Oh, all right. Well, that's a, that doesn't really narrow it down from Cheshire much. The Padgates? Yeah, Padgate, yeah. I've never heard of Padgate. I thought, yeah, I, I, thought I knew the North West inside out. I won't, I'm not going to ask anyone else where they're calling from. We'll stay with, can we change it to Padgate for next time? I can pretend that I know. Marky, question or answer? All right, it's a question, mate. Go on. Right. How come um, most hairdressers are closed on a Monday? Not that I use one, but it's just out of interest. Because they're open on a Saturday. Is that it? Yeah, five day week. But bar- barbers are open on a Saturday as well. But they they open on a Monday. Well, they might have a different. I mean, some barbers are shut on a Monday, but the the, the genuine re- usually, apart from fishmongers, when it used to be to do with fish deliveries at weekends, yeah. barbers. And, and ask me what my qualifications are. What are your qualifications? I am a patron 
of a hairdresser's cum barbers in Acton called Arthur Razor on Churchfield Road, which is a brilliant, brilliant hairdresser's responsible for turning this scruffy git into someone who hasn't yet been dismissed from every television studio in the country. And my friend Antonio, Tony H, who run, I call him Tony H because I've got him H for hairdresser on my mobile phone. Tony, who runs Arthur Razor, takes Mondays off because he works on Saturdays. Unless I have a very, very late booking for Newsnight, in which case he has been known on occasion to open up the salon, especially to give me a quick once-over. Phew. Right, now, yeah, I'll give you a round of applause. Well. It's all there, mate. It's all there. That's, that's why. Now, and, and also, I mean, historically, the hairdresser would, would be working on their own site and, and have staff, so barbers, maybe you can rent a chair, so some people would work a Saturday, not work a Monday, so you can stay open all the time. 12 minutes after 12. Uh, thank you, Marky. Ellie is in Cheltenham. Ellie, question or answer? I've got to start writing these down instead of answering them all. Hello, Ellie. Go on. Um, why is the emotional feeling called cloud nine? That's a good question. I like that one. I'm on cloud nine. What's wrong with cloud eight? Cloud seven sounds perfectly high. I'm in yeah. the clouds. I'm on cloud nine. Cloud nine. Origin of cloud nine. I love it. Yes. Well, how long have you been puzzling over this, Ellie? Uh, a few weeks. Okay. We should, we should do our best to find out for you. Why is it cloud nine? Well, what is the origin of the phrase, I'm on cloud nine, to express particular, particular happiness? If you can answer that or any of the other questions that have been submitted thus far, 0345 60973. I've been desperately amateurish this hour. I haven't written anything down. Is anyone else keeping notes? Anyone keeping notes on what other questions need answers? This is the point in the programme where I usually do a quick recap of the stuff that still needs answers. All I've got written down in front of me is niblets. That's all I've written down. In the first two niblets. I've done the hairdressers. I took a, did I take a round of applause for the hairdressers? Yeah, I've done the hairdressers. So nurseries, we need nurseries. What else do we need? Come on, niblets. Niblets. Nurseries and cloud nine. Is that it? Is that all we've got? Nurseries. Why did why garden said it's called nurseries? I think I've answered that, but I'm being a bit greedy with the rounds of applause, so I'm pretending that I haven't. And why do we say cloud nine? Jilly is in Alton in Hampshire. Jilly, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on, Jilly. You haven't, got, like you, haven't got a spare, you haven't got a spare bit of paper there, have you? I've got to start writing this stuff down. I haven't, even, I haven't got a pen. Oh, I've never mind. Paper, carry, no pen. carry on. What's your question? My question is that in certain old films I remember seeing years ago, if somebody got a really terrible fright, they would wake up in the morning and their hair had turned completely white. And I would like to know whether there's any basis scientifically in that... I think there is. Well, I'd love to know because I spend a lot of money on getting my roots retouched and I think underneath my hair's white. So if somebody could come and give me a real fright, it would save me a lot of money. <laughs> I, don't know if it, I, don't, I don't know if it works on a, on a sort of uh, bespoke basis, but do you not think going grey, I mean, going grey with stress, certainly. I mean, we, we, our boss here turned up a few years ago with a fine, lovely head of black hair and now he's he's he's, he's completely gray and you've seen it isn't sadiq khan yeah. going a bit gray already as well as mayor i think i think stress for grayness so short sharp shock type stress there's bound to be some truth in it but who would actually be qualified to comment i've no idea Trico- that with you. a trichologist a trichologist yes. yes that would be good i like it we shall see what we can do jilly thank you and your hair looks lovely by the way I, I, it's money well spent on having your roots done time now is twelve fifteen. This is LBC. 
LBC. 19 minutes after 12 is the time. You are listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where Mystery Hour is underway. You know how it works by now. If you've got a question, there's a couple of phone answers. We rattled through a lot in the first 15 minutes. A few, few of you are complaining that I'm trying to answer all the questions myself. Has it turned into Challenge James instead of Mystery Hour, asks one uh, irate tweeter. And to which, that is always always like this. I pick and choose. I invented this game. I can do what I jolly well please. They're you coming in here, Johnny come lately. Harry Vist, just like the Labour Party. All these entryists trying to rewrite the rules, change the whole mission state. This is my game. I made it up. I invented it. So I can answer as many questions as I please. But if you are really getting annoyed, then I'll probably stop. Questions that still need answers. Origin of the phrase cloud nine. I'm on cloud nine. Why is that synonymous with happiness? And why do we call garden centres nurseries? If you know the answer to either of those or you have a question of your own, the number you need remains 03456060973. Another complaint from Big J. Presenter answering all the questions. Callers administering rounds of applause. Mystery hour is in disarray. Mate, you're a purist. You've got to move with the times. We can't stick it. We can't stay in the pot. We've got to. We've got to adopt new methods. We've got to find new, you know, tricks. Uh, James is in Chelsea. James, question or answer? Question, please, James. Carry on. My wife is uh, expecting our second child. Congratulations. Thank you. And like most expectant mums, or some, shall I say, uh, she's taking various precautions. Yes. One of those is not to, uh, or certainly to avoid caffeine. Mm. So whilst making her caffeine-free coffee this morning, I wondered. Caffeine is naturally occurring in coffee beans. How do they take the caffeine out? I like that question. It, ring, it, rings a vague, it rings a vague bell, that, actually, but I can't remember the answer. Can you get, can you get decaffeinated beans? Is only in, I'm being a bit thick here, but I, I, I find decaffeinated coffee to be an affront to all that I hold dear, so I never allow anyone. My mother-in-law drinks it. I don't let her in the house. The, 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 I know you can get instant decaffeinated. Can you get... Non instant. Well, you can get ground beans. Can you? Uh, proper coffee. Yeah, yeah, proper coffee, because that's, yeah, that's what I made this morning. Of course it is. I could tell, James, by your genuine demeanour that you weren't, you, weren't palming, <laughs> you weren't palming your expectant wife off with some dodgy gold blend or Maxwell House or anything like that. I, I, so, <laughs> I'm in enough trouble as it is, yeah. So we've got the ground. We don't know if the grinding process is involved in, so we don't know for certain between us whether or not the actual full beans can be decaffeinated as well, because that might provide us with an answer in that they can somehow be grown that way. Yes. So that is okay. You're on. I like that. How do they get the cat? What's going on with decaffeinated coffee? <laughs> we could almost get an hour out of the horror of it. You know, when you're drinking decaffeinated coffee, it's like alcohol-free lager. Uh, thank you, James. How do they get the caffeine out of coffee? Uh, why are garden centres called nurseries? Why do we s- sort of equate cloud nine with the ultimate levels of happiness? And how has Wayne in Basildon got on twice in a week? <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> what have you got? Better be an answer. Uh- is an answer to the Cloud Nine question. Yes. Um, the, I think it's the American Meteorological Society have got nine classes of cloud, and they divide those into nine classes, nine categories. Cloud Nine is cumulonimbus, which is the biggest kind of cloud that you can get. So to say you're on Cloud Nine would mean you're on the, the biggest high that you could ever have. The same sort of like saying you're on top of the world, king of the mountain, that kind of thing. I, I, it makes perfect sense, uh, doesn't it? What are your qualifications? Well, uh, about three years ago, I bought a book yes. called The um, Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, Fable in a yeah. vain attempt to get more rounds of applause in mean, Mystery Hour. It wasn't vain, was, was it? 
And that was one of the first things I read. And barbecue, I remember you told me I was wrong. And then I went yeah, home. No, you're all right, mate. Hang on a minute. It's, it's still my show, Wayne, all right? You know, you're getting on a bit more than you should at the moment. But let's not get out of our box on this one. And by the way, I've got brown shoes. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Covering a lot of space. You being all clever like this, is this the bit where I go, oh, bless him, trying to keep up with the likes of us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give him a, a rat's a bit of an in now. You've got to be paying attention in the last hour if you understand why that wasn't quite as patronising as it sounds as I talked to Wayne. Give him another round of applause. How many is that? Um, I've, I've lost count You're now. catching up with Hal, I tell you. Professor Hal's going to be looking to his spurs in a minute. 23 after 12. Mark's in Northampton. Mark, question or answer? It's an answer. Good man. Uh, it's the garden centre and nursery question. Yes. Uh, I should have point out, I have been on before, it was the um, uh, snails crawling up windows, and I got three rounds of applause for that. Oh. I think you're having a, pr- a pretty light day on the uh, answers. Thanks, yes, um, you're but, probably yeah, right. Go on. Um, well, you were fundamentally correct, which I'm sure you'd like to hear, that uh, nurseries are production nurseries, where they actually grow plants. Uh, but to give you a bit more fidelity to the answer, um, the garden centres only really came about in around about the 1950s. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not, not too sure what were the first garden centres. It could be Long Acres in Surrey. It could be Knock Cuts in um, uh, Norwich area. But the reason why garden centres came about was because of this amazing event invention called the plastic plant pot. Now, pre-1950, any time anybody wanted to buy a plant, they'd have to go out to a production nursery that would field grow plants in the ground. And you could only let them in the dormant season from September till about March time. Now, with the advent of the plastic plant pot, it meant that you could grow the, pl- the plant in a pot, sell it 12 months of the year, and a lot of production nurseries started to become garden centres, uh, which meant they sell plants 12 months of the year. Nowadays, you do get purpose-built garden centres, which are, have never been nurseries and never actually grow plants themselves. Um, uh, but uh, if you see uh, a, a, an independent nursery that's also a garden centre, chances are if it's got the name nursery, it was a production nursery which then developed a garden centre with a coffee shop and a soft play area and a gift shop and all, all, all the wonderful things that we have in garden centres nowadays. What an absolute peach of an answer. Niblets. God, he's done it. He's, he's got his case. He's, he's improved on perfection. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. He's going to have to have two, even though he got three last time. Squeezing in a cheeky nibble, that earns you this. Oh, hang on. I didn't even ask what your qualifications were, but I presume you're in the industry. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm a professional horticulturist who went to Pershaw College of uh, Horticulture, and uh, I sell to garden centres at the moment, organic products. Pershaw College of Horticulture, just up the road from where I grew up. Roseacre was the, was the one near us in Kidderminster, but that's probably, you probably don't know it. It's not called that anymore. But they, do you, is it well, just me, or are they all getting bought up by, by the same chains? Um, yeah, Pershaw's bought up, I think. Oh, oh, oh sorry, um, uh, garden centres. Yeah. Well, it's not too bad, actually. I mean, Wyvale are the biggest. They've That's got it. 145 garden yes. centres, but there are over a thousand decent garden centres throughout the UK. Um, the next biggest chain is Dobby's, which is about 35. But it's still a really good industry to be in because it's lots of independent garden centres that are still family-owned. Um, the only hedge funds are Dobby's and Wyvale, but every, everywhere else is still family-owned. Here, not cuts people like that. So you, 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 could go on, you could go on mastermind with garden centres as your specialist subject. Uh, I just thought about that. I, I'm going to go try and go on with um, the novels of Raymond Feist, but uh, that's just because I'm very boring and I don't read the same books over and over again, much to the uh, displeasure of my wife. Well, I, I'd uh, never mind your wife, mate. I reckon you could be winning. Uh, Syria, I don't know what you like on general knowledge. We'll find that out another day. But two rounds of applause there for Mark. That means he's got five rounds of applause in two calls to Mystery Hour. 
Yeah, back in your box, Wayne in Basildon. Dave is in Chichester. Hi, Dave. Question or answer? I've got an answer, James. Bring it on. Um, decaffeinated coffee, there's two ways of doing it. Oh. Um, one is they take green coffee beans and they um, immerse it in a solvent, which dissolves the caffeine and, oh. take and extracts it that way. Are you serious? Which doesn't sound, yeah, no, it doesn't sound very nice. No. Uh, the other way is called a Swiss water method, um, and they do that by heating it up and using the process of osmosis to get it out. <gasps> get in! Are you... <laughs> And that's my hat trick as well. Are you are you you're yanking my chain, Dave? I'm not yanking your chain. I'm you must be yanking my chain. It really it really and genuinely involves osmosis. Yes, it does. <sighs> that's a thing of beautiful <laughs> qualifications. <laughs> I went on holiday to Italy and I was drinking a lot of coffee and started getting palpitations because I was drinking too much strong coffee. Yes. So I switched to decaf and I actually thought, I wonder if this stuff's any good for me. So I looked it up, uh, how they make decaf coffee. And the, the Swiss water method is good for you, but we're not so sure about the solvent-based method. I don't, I don't like the idea of uh, solvents, no. I'll tell you what, some mornings I drink the solvent after it's extracted all the caffeine out of the coffee beans. <laughs> I think that's called Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull applause for Dave. Great work, mate. Absolutely <laughs> sterling. Oh, there's a few in-jokes this hour, and we've got so many new listeners, I should probably explain. Um, uh, I just love the word osmosis. I don't, not as much as I love the word niblets, but in a different way. So uh, I think Mr. I was born somehow from the word osmosis. And for a while, it was the answer I gave to any scientific question that I was ignorant about. And it turned out to be true about 30 to 40 percent of the time so osmosis has a very special place in mystery hour history and that is why anyone who manages to smuggle it into an answer correctly is likely to hear that hallelujah chorus uh 28 minutes after 12 is the time i've got some phone lines free now for the first time since 10 o'clock largely because we've rattled through so many so we've gone definitive on nurseries we've gone definitive on cloud nine we've gone Definitive on caffeine. Um, we did the hairdressers. There's no. Is there anyone? Anyone else keeping notes? I've tried to keep up now, but I keep getting distracted by niblets. I think that's the lot, isn't it? We, we, we get, this is brilliant. We can do two mystery half hours. We're almost starting from scratch. Imagine the show is an etcher sketch. Now is your moment to give it a shake and tap it on the back and remove the images that have already been recorded and recreate it in your own image. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need to book your place now for your question. Unless there are any questions that I've forgotten to answer, in which case, by all means, get in touch to answer that as well. Um, time now is approaching half past twelve. You are listening to James O'Brien on LBC. A quick reminder, because of course um, I just mentioned all the people tuning in. And you, all the new listeners to the programme, I don't really take any texts or emails or tweets during this hour of the programme, but I am constantly intending to launch a Twitter question for those of you who are currently listening on a podcast so can't get involved live. Half past 12 is the time. Simon Conway is here with your headlines. The Transport Secretary has announced a £20 million LBC. It is 33 minutes after 12, and uh, hair turning white, of course, was the question I forgot to include on the roundup before the news. Is What's the science of it? Does it does, does, can fear really turn your hair white? I, I mean, just anecdotally, I genuinely believe that stress turns your hair grey. I don't know if it makes you... I don't know if it makes your hair fall out. Does it? I, I don't know what my excuse will be otherwise, but um, it, it certainly makes your hair turn grey. But going, f- going white with fear in the old sort of comedy horror... Scenario is that? Is there a scientific explanation for that? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. If you can answer that question, or indeed if you've got a question of your own, I'm starting a fresh piece of paper. Gary is in Feltham. Gary, question or answer? Question, please, James. Carry on. Um, water. Um, as the seawater comes up the estuary of the Thames, that's salt water. 
when it sort of ends up in sort of central London, that's obviously it's not salt water. How, how does it change about? Oh, I knew this. I don't know why. I, I got an idea that it, it had something to do with Brentford Lock, but that doesn't make sense, does it? Because that's quite far west. Indeed. I, I, why do you want to know? I've just been listening to Mystery Hour for a while, and it's just one of them things that was just bugging me for the last few weeks and thought I'd so, try and ring with it. So, uh, no, it won't. It, what doesn't come in from the sea, you fool, does it? That's the thing. The, the rivers the rivers feed the sea. The sea doesn't feed the rivers. So the, so the salt will be in the estuary. It'll stop at the estuary. So when the tide flows in and out, surely there must be some sort of mix? Sea tides and river tides the same? Uh, okay, yes. I, don't, I don't know, are they? I mean, one of us, one of us is going to sound a bit dopey at the end of this conversation. And a, minute, a minute ago, I thought it was going to be you, Gary. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> No, it's probably going to be me. No, I, 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 and the the river, rivers, you know, the, the the water journey is from streams to rivers to the sea. It's not the other way around. But the tide thing is, well, one thing's for sure. I don't know the answer to this, do I? <laughs> Thank you. So I shall, I, shall, I shall stop. I shall stop pretending that I might get there in the end and stick Gary's question on the board. Where, where does the where does the water in the Thames cease to have salt in it? Um, given that it is it, it is linked to the sea, so I, I'm backwash. We'd have called it once. I don't know if that's an appropriate phrase anymore. Twelve thirty-six is the time. So salt in the Thames, and white hair, hair going white. Uh, Joe is in Stoke-on-Trent. Joe, question or answer? Uh, question, please. Carry on. Um, so why do eyebrows only grow to a certain length? So obviously they carry on growing slowly, but say I to shave my eyebrow off it would grow back rather quickly, but then once it reaches a certain length, it stops growing again. Because they, 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 you've got slightly looking at this through the wrong end of the, of the, of the shaving mirror, the wrong side okay. of the shaving mirror, they, they, they fall out. Oh, do they? Once they've reached us, yeah, they fall out and then replenish. Oh, but, oh, okay, I guess that answers my same, question. Same with, same with all of your uh, <clears throat> body hair, whereas the hair on your head... See, I would have assumed that they would have just carried on growing. Yeah, I know, everyone does. Falling over your eyes. Oh, okay, well... Yeah. That, is, that is why they fall out, and which is why, you know, you often find uh, dust and stuff like that. It's, it's why your house gets dirty. We're constantly shedding hair and skin and that sort of thing all the time. I see, I see. Okay. Well, happy with that, Joe? Yeah, I'm very happy with that. Great stuff. Right, ask me what my qualifications are. Um, what are your qualifications? I think we had the same question with leg hair. Uh, 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 not that long ago. That would make sense as well. But would. Why, why does head hair carry on growing then? That's that's for next week now, I'm afraid. You've used up oh, your question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no supplementaries uh, or mystery, but I'll have my third round of applause, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, William's in Corringham. William, question or answer? Hello, James. A question, please, young man. Carry on, sir. Uh, well, when we're happy, please or satisfied yes. with a situation or a result... When we are at one with the world around us, William. <laughs> many of us many of us say, I'm really chuffed with that. We do. And what does the origin and in what context does chuffed mean? Chuff. Chuff. Oh, I can normally have a crack at these just by sort of thinking about the origins. Chuff. It's kind of... I'm just thinking of steam trains, but I can't see... 
I mean, I'm always happy to see a steam train, but... So am I, actually. Very partial to a steam train. Do you know that I think Kidderminster Harriers is the only football ground in the country where you can hear an, uh, steam trains passing? Indeed. You didn't know that. They always look... No, no. I don't even know if it's true. I might have just made it up. But we definitely heard a steam train go choof, choof last time we were, when we were at the Chorley Town game. Right, we're, we're chuffed. Chuffed. Yeah. I'm chuffed. It might be linked to steam. It might be because you're all sort of stoked up and, and, and excited. But you're not going to take that, and, and nor should you. Chuffed. Origin of Chuffed. I like that, William. Thank you very much indeed. 12.38 is the time. Come on, we're cracking on. We've got to get these as well. Why does your hair go white? Well, it does, does, does fierce turn your hair white, like it does in the movies? When does the Thames cease to be salty, or begin to be salty? Where's the line at which the Thames is, has got salt on one side, salt water on one side, and fresh water on the other? I'm going with estuary, but I need an expert. And what's the origin of the word chuffed? I like that. Where does the word chuffed come from? Steve's in Romford. Steve, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, James. Carry on. I've had a, a really bad uh, summer with ants in the garden. Oh, I'm I've sorry. In the lawn. Oh, the no. Oh, terrible. Oh. terrible. But my question was, do ants ever sleep? Doesn't, oh, you, feel, you feel like they don't, don't you? I certainly do, yeah. Mm. Um, is this a mystery, our question? Could you not just have, have, have mounted a sort of Chris Packham-style camera somewhere in your garden and... and, and, and... No, I'm not that much of a techie. You're not? All right. So do ants ever sleep? And... and... Yeah, if so, when? Because they don't seem to be leaving your garden alone at any point in the 24 hours. Not the slightest. Do ants sleep? Insects sleep? I sort of, I don't, I don't hibernate? And, yeah, I like that question. I, when you hear me making these weird noises, it's because I'm hoping that an answer might present itself to me during the burblings, but it's not really working out for me so far today. 12.40 is the time. Hair going white. Salt in the Thames. It's like fog on the Tyne. Uh, the salt in the Thames is all mine. Or chuffed, origin of the word chuffed, and do ants sleep? That sounds philosophical almost, isn't it? It's like that Philip K. Dick novel about robots. What is that? What's that called? They based a Will Smith film on it. Robots and Dreams? Did robots dream in technic? Yeah, all right. Too many digressions. Mike's in High Wycombe. Mike, question or answer? Yeah, good morning, James. Uh, it's an answer about the Thames. Thank you, Mike. Um, you've got, well, the river fills from tributaries and running off the land and everything else, so you've got fresh water coming down. Yes, uh, you've also got tidal water coming back the other way from the sea because the sea level goes up and down. Yes. But the Thames, so where it meets, it would be what they call brackish because it's a mixture of salt water and fresh water. Is that what brackish uh, means? Yes. Oh, you yeah. live and learn. Oh, there you go. Um, but the but Thames is the Thames is tidal up to Teddington. That's where I was getting Brentford. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. So they're not not a million miles away from each other, are they? No, no, and, no, and, no, and no, it's no, Teddington no, Lock. Teddington Lock. Yeah, Does that mean? It, it, but that doesn't mean it's salty up to Teddington. It can be because that's where it's tidal, so it'd be brackish up to there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the water's flow, always flowing the other way, isn't it? The water's always coming down from um, off the off the hills, off the tributaries, and you know, from basically Oxford all the way down to East London. Why does it stop at Teddington? The tides then? Because I guess it can't get any higher. Volume, just sheer volume of water. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing now, but I, that would make some sense. And also, if you think about it, you've got Teddington Lock, which is always letting water out of the river. This is a beautiful answer. So you could, Thank I you. mean, it, there'll be different uh, concentrations, but brackish is, is, is a catch-all term for saying uh, salty, got a little bit of salt in it. So, yeah. oh, cry, well, I was completely wrong about the estuary, although right about the rivers. That's a lot. What are your qualifications? <laughs> Well, I, I went to school in Marlow, which is on the Thames, so I suppose that'll have to do. I'd got a book about the Thames, and it, 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 it follows the Thames all the way through, and I was quite enjoying it. It's not a bad book, but it got to Kew Bridge, which I happen to know quite well, 
and it completely failed to tell its readers the most interesting thing about Kew Bridge. Do you know what the most interesting thing about Kew Bridge is? Bridge. No, I don't, actually. Go on. It, it was used during the Second World War for target practice by fighter pilots, and if you're walking over with young children, you can actually show them the bullet holes in the middle of Kew Bridge on both sides. That I don't know whether it was British soldiers getting rid of some bullets or German soldiers try, trying to sort of... Call, but you can actually put your fingers in the bullet holes on, on, on Kew Bridge. Oh, really? Yeah, from Second World War. I'm going to do that next time I'm down that way. I yeah, heartily, definitely. heartily recommend it, especially if you've got nippers with yeah. you, because it's exciting. It brings history to life for them. Mike, round of applause. I got the best listeners in the world. It was Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Thank you, Josh. And the film based upon that book by Philip K. Dick was, of course... Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Anyone? Yeah, Blade Runner. Uh, a couple of phone lines free. 0345 I need to know the origins of Chuffed. I'd like to know whether ants sleep and whether or not there is a scientific rationale or explanation, justification, uh, for hair turning white with fear like we see in the films. Um, but you will get through if you hit the numbers now. I can't say that very often on Mystery Hour, but when I do say it, be quick. 0345 is the number you need. Rami is in Manchester. Rami, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, please, James. Go on, then. Um, yeah, the, the colour catchers for the washing machine, my wife has always harassed me to put them in with the clothes. What's a colour um, catcher? Oh, I'm showing. Oh, you're such a new man now. and I'm usually the one who looks all cosmopolitan and plugged in with his yeah. feminine side. What's a colour catcher? Uh, basically, it's just like a piece of sheet that you throw in with laundry so that you can pretty much put any colours together and it won't get, you know... Oh, no, I've, I, 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 I've seen these. We don't need them in our house because I sort through the laundry every night and put it all in, the, in, in its relevant compartments before doing all the... All the launch. You know, actually, I asked my wife the other day where the washing machine was, which didn't go down very well at all. What um, what what do you want to know about them? How do well, they work? I want to know how. How does it work? Because so, if you've got a white shirt and a red sock, and you put them in the washing machine, you're going to come out with a pink shirt. Uh, well, what you when you put the colour catcher in, you'll get out with a pink colour catcher. Is that right? And you won't have. Well, they. I think you probably answered the question. There's something about it that attracts the dye. Well, I don't know what it is. So that's why I'm calling you. Ah, oh, right. Okay, we'll put it on the board. How do colour catchers catch colour? How much colour can a colour ca- ca- how, how much colour can a colour catcher catch if a colour catcher can catch colour? You should get a round of applause for that. <laughs> I don't think I should. It's twelve forty-five. <laughs> Ravi, how do colour catchers work? Do ants sleep? Origin of the word chuffed. And can stress or fear really turn your hair white? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need. Time now twelve forty-five. And here with your travel news is Jay Louise Knight. Thanks, James. Good afternoon. Well, the M23 is... C. I, I don't know if you've heard that speech. Uh, and I've given up saying it's a new low for Donald Trump. He's talking about how the wall he's going to build, build is going to be beautiful. And, and people clap. He literally, the world has gone truly mad. And, and uh, it used to sound silly when people said the only way you can reset humanity when it's going down a rabbit hole of such abject insanity is with a war. Not a wall, a war. I'm beginning genuinely to get frightened that that might be true. You've got a man standing up in public, seeking to be the leader of the free world, talking about building a beautiful wall. And human beings, apparently possessed of fully functioning brains, are cheering and clapping. Do you know who he sounds like? He sounds like Bottom in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, If you've seen that bit, when he starts talking about how beautiful a wall is, because he's actually been enchanted by Oberon, or Puck. He's had a spell put on him. I've slightly misremembered my Midsummer Night's Dream there, but the point stands. A beautiful wall. Unbelievable. Uh, Mystery Hour, drawing to a, uh, an inexorable conclusion after this. I've still got time for, for a couple more questions if you're quick. 0345 Origin of the word chuffed. Can hair go white with fright? Do ants sleep? 
And how do colour catchers work in your washing machine? Don't forget this Sunday night from 8 on LBC to join Clive Ball for the Travel Hour. Clive and his expert guests will be offering holiday advice and answering your travel questions. This week's featured destination is Peru. So do catch up on previous episodes at lbc.co.uk where you can also win a long-haul break to your choice of destinations including Dubai, Hong Kong and New York. It's all thanks to Gatwick Express who are helping you arrive without the stress. And speaking of New York, Hello to whoever tweeted me earlier to say they were listening to the programme in their hotel room in New York before going out for the day. I, I apologise for not mentioning that sooner. What a lovely thought. Harley is in Mary Lebone. Harley, question or answer? Um, yes. So to your question about... I've got an answer, sorry. To your question about um, can skin and can hair go white with fright? Yes. Very logical answer to it. And that is because when you, when you get... When you get scared, yeah. um, skin, sorry, blood from your skin is drawn to more sensual organs, such as your heart and your muscles, because so, you go into fight or flight mode. Sure. So your body needs to survive, and so therefore your skin goes paler because there's less blood in it. And in the same way, because there's less blood in your skin, it accelerates um, aging and stress as well. So that causes... Um, um, long-term aging in your skin and in your hair. So, yes, you can go white with fright. I, I, that's a fascinating sound effect you've got going on in the background, Harley. I'll see if I can put that out. That's all right. Is that better? I, I, I love the answer for skin, which we weren't asking. I, I, is it true? For, I mean, yeah. pigmentation and blood flow don't seem to be quite as linked as you're suggesting. Yeah. I, 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 I sense I, you're right, but I can't quite understand why. Yeah. Well, no, um, yeah. Why, why would blood I, flow I, affect yeah, pigmentation? More about this, more about the skin. Yeah, we I didn't ask about the skin. We didn't yeah, ask about the skin. Fine. So you've tried yeah, to adapt I, your skin-based question to apply to hair with your fingers crossed. No, I, I didn't really. I didn't realize at the last moment. Yeah. But with the um, with the hair, don't really know. Don't really know as much about it. You're a nice chap. You're a nice chap, Harley. So I'm going to give yeah. you a round of applause. But but um but I don't think you've. Well, I can't give you a round of applause actually because you haven't gone definitive. And and also it's very misleading and confusing for you to phone a radio station with the name Harley from Mary Lebone, which we always have to train ourselves to pronounce properly instead of saying Marley Bone, which is what most people say. So Harley from Marley Bone would have been easy. But now I've got all manner of confusion going on with Harley from Mar. Mar-, Mar- what Mary Lebone? Mary Lebone. Anyway, you're not getting a round of applause, pal. Okay, thank you. No, no, thank you. Oh, now I feel bad. Next time, I promise. Seriously, it'll be a piece of cake. 12.53 is a time. Or indeed a glass of Coke, depending on how you pronounce it. Andrew is in Ilford. Andrew, question or answer? Well, it's an answer. Um, It's about uh, Harley's answer. Um, I'm afraid he's totally wrong about changing colour when you get scared, because hair is dead tissue. Yes. So um, it cannot change colour. Uh, well, I suppose it could change colour if you burn it or bleach it. But it does, time, it does, it does change colour. Not um, through its own means. What do you mean, not through its own means? Why is my hair goes grey? I've got grey hairs. Yeah, but that is um, a la- that is a pigment uh, going out because your systems are running down. Um, it won't go... Uh, What's it? Uh, you don't. Your hair doesn't sort of start going grey. They're not sort of bidding going straight grey to the end. Do you not? No, obviously um, it doesn't. But but uh, I mean, which is why it's unlikely to happen in an hour. But uh, over a period of weeks, as your hair grows and falls out, could it not be growing grey hair because of the stress you were feeling at that time? It would. It could go grey if you uh, were under a stress for weeks. But bear in mind the rate of hair growth. 
Yes. Um, is only, uh, I think it's something like, is it 0.5 of a millimetre per day? or oh, Almost, uh, if that. Uh, are you familiar with the chef Giorgio so Locatelli? You would, so you, sorry? Are you familiar with the chef Giorgio Locatelli? never heard of him in middle life he's an extremely uh, good Ita- at Heston Blumenthal. oh well he's, he's he's an extremely good italian chef a little more more more, more traditional perhaps in his approach than Heston Blumenthal. but he 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 built a new restaurant uh, locanda locatelli in i think it's in portman square spent about a million quid on it and it and it it burnt down um and he says Ooh. he says that his hair turned white overnight from all the stress and i'm with you how can it Unless you paint it, no, it can't, not. Well, maybe he's exaggerating when he says overnight, but but the stress could have, I don't know, reset I his. Mean, yeah. if, if he were to be under such stress, it would kill all the um, colour, all the pigment cells in the um, hair roots. Then yes, it would, but it would only then grow out. It, um, yes, exactly that. Is that. So no, it can't happen overnight because it's dead tissue. It's not. It's not got anything flowing into it that could affect a change in colour or, or, or form. Exactly. More qualifications, Andrew. Uh, I I don't want to say this, but I heard the answer to this around about thirty years ago um, on another radio program. What you mean? This it's isn't. This, you mean this isn't a sparklingly original radio feature? No, it was. Um, it wasn't that, but the, it wasn't the films. It was this was Marie Antoinette, and because the legend was that her hair turned out white overnight when she heard she was going to die. That's right, and the answer and, was uh, it couldn't have was, done. It couldn't have done, but it might have. Uh, but because she was, uh, her hair was cropped short um, because she'd been in prison for um, some months before. Uh, oh yes, under conditions, you know, it might the uh, base of the hair might have gone white under the stress. And which then became visible when um, her hair was cropped. I like it. I like, yeah, I like it a lot. Round of applause for Andrew. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. And cl- conclusive proof that, that that listening to the radio can be educational. Um, oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. If you can answer, we've done that one. That's a yeah okay. Uh, origin of the word chuffed. I don't think we're going to get an answer to unless someone can dive in quickly before twelve fifty nine. Um, and do ants sleep? I would have thought someone knew the answer to that. And how do colour catchers work? So just that hat trick, and then we've gone vintage. If we can nail those three, oh, I'll shut up, shall I? And let's see if we can. Adams in Southgate. Adam, question or answer? Answer, answer, James, Bring to it the uh, colour catcher question. Good man. How do um, they work? So, there's a little bit of chemistry here, but to simplify it, effectively, the dyes bond to the, fi- the fabric through, like, polar bonds, so they're not too strong. They're, they're like little weak bonds, and so these dyes come off in your tumble dryer. Yes. And the colour catchers are really polar, so they have lots of polar groups all over, and so they're much better attracting the dyes than your, fa- your clothes are. So just all the dyes um, basically just go and attach themselves to the colour catcher. Um, so it's much more attractive to the dyes. Qualifications? Chemistry student at university. That'll do nice. well, Just say some other chemical words that are relevant to your answer, but you didn't include because you think we're too stupid. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> partly because it's also too complicated to me half the time. Yeah, but give me some words. Give me some fancy words. Uh, it has polar bonds, hydrogen bonding, yeah. has basic groups on the fabrics, and there are acidic... Yeah, he's the real deal. Stuff. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. There you go. Just, <laughs> Thank just, you, just having a look under the bonnet. Round of applause for Adam. There, nicely played. Steve's in team. Steve, question or answer? Uh, answer. Quick. Chuffed. Yes. Okay, there's a couple of theories on this one. I remember looking it up a couple of years ago. Uh, One is from the 16th century, which means you're sort of bloated out, puffed up, 
No, but um, but for happiness, why do we use it as a synonym for happy? Um, the other theory is right from the seventeenth, eighteenth. No, century. you're cheating. You're looking stuff up. Neil's in Surbiton. Neil, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, James. Can ants sleep? Well, on the telly about I don't know four to five months ago, they done a uh, a little documentary about this, and yes, they do sleep. And uh, they had these ants in a little uh, their own little setup, as it were, and. Um, they take it in turns. Um, there you go. No, that'll do. Round of applause for Neil. <laughs> Beautifully done. Just that one about being chuffed. So I'm not chuffed to say that is the end of Mystery Hour for another week. We'll do it again next Thursday. I'll see you again tomorrow morning from 10. The next voice you will hear on LBC belongs to Sheila Fogarty. Thank you, James. Should teenagers be charged as criminals when they exchange naked?